You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you guys. We as Chiefs fans all have our eyes on a big matchup coming up tonight on Monday Night Football. How much will this game impact how you think the AFC playoffs play out? As we know, it's the Bills at Bengals. Get your popcorn ready. Considering when this game is and what time of year this game is and the two opponents, this game will directly influence who I think is going to end up in the AFC title game. And that, and by the way, that really just means between the three teams, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. And I'm willing to admit right now that it could be any combination of those two that I think ends up in that game. I get some 40 to 40 back and forth duel out battle. I'm going to have a hard time thinking that one of those two teams is not knocking off Kansas City to get in their way. You see one team dominate the other, then you're automatically putting them into the AFC title game. I feel like it's going to influence my decision because those two teams are so good and the direct competition for Kansas City. I'm going to have a hard time not letting that game influence how I think the AFC playoff picture is going to turn out because somebody's going to end up the Chiefs, the Bills and the Bengals. Two of those teams are playing each other. I don't know which order, but two of those teams are playing each other and it might end up being two games. It might be the divisional round and an AFC title game, but at least one of those matchups is destined to happen. So, yeah, I've seen the Chiefs against the Bills. I've seen the Chiefs against the Bengals. Now I want to see what the two of those teams look like against each other tonight. Yeah, we we joked that these are the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. They're also the three best teams in the NFL, which <laughs> is just stupid that they're all in the same conference. <laughs> it's like, kind of it kind of sucks. Let's do one of those teams in the AFC or the NFC. <laughs> if you didn't exercise, if you closed your eyes and just imagined, doesn't matter who, pick one of those two teams and imagine that they don't exist. We would still be talking about how hard the AFC is. If the Bengals just ceased to exist, if Joe Burrow was never born, if the Bengals didn't have, if Cincinnati didn't have a, a football franchise, we would still be looking at Buffalo saying, man, this is a really tough year that's going to be tough to get through them. And then look at the potential wildcard opponents with the way the Jaguars are playing. The Chargers are really hot. The Ravens are still hanging around. Who knows what's going to be the case with the Dolphins? It would still be an incredibly hard division. But now there's two juggernauts in your same conference, and they both beat you this year. I don't know that Sunday or Monday night is going to necessarily influence me because I feel like I'm already on the far edge of where I could be about my fearfulness for this playoff run. Like I, I'm confident that the Chiefs are in the mix. I'm confident that the Chiefs are one of the the two best teams, one of the three best teams. But this year, I don't think that that's enough to make you confident that they're just going to steamroll their way to the Super Bowl. Because we've seen in the past, we know how hard it is. We know how hard, even when you have the best team, how hard it is to make it to the Super Bowl. And now you've got not just one, but two of those teams that could be standing in your way in your own conference. Well, guys, the question here is, who would you rather have win, Bengals or Bills? I think, obviously, we say Bengals because then we're the one seed. But then you have a Bengals team with all this confidence going into the playoffs, and that's scary, too. Well, God, I mean, how scary would Cincinnati? They're already the most terrifying team to Chiefs fans. We've talked about this. They're the team you should fear the most because you you haven't beat them. But, God, a, a Bengals team who have knocked off the Chiefs and the Bills and have Joe Burrow playing at like Joe Burrow's playing at an MVP level. He's just doing it in the wrong year, a different year. And Joe Burrow's stat line record, all of those things. 
would have him as the MVP frontrunner. Now, he's not the MVP frontrunner, but he's still, by the way, he can take a step closer tonight, depending on what he does against this team. But the answer is still the Bills and the or the, the Bengals. But the reason why you want them to win, even though it's terrifying, is I'll take my chances. The thing is, I, I will take my chances with the one seed because the way it sits right now, I don't love a second round matchup that is likely to include a currently white hot Chargers team or Ravens who have an MVP. He's not playing right now, but he'd be playing in the playoffs. I don't like that that being the booby prize for this, but that would mean that Cincinnati and Buffalo would have to play each other before you had to play them. Like, I don't care how much you fear either of those teams. You still have to hope Cincinnati wins this game tonight, because if they win tonight, then you can get a bye just by beating the Raiders. Yeah, I think if you're just comparing the two teams without taking in home field advantage playoff seating into account, I can't choose between the two of them, which kind of answers my question. So yeah, just give me the one seed. If I can't choose between those two teams, if I can't figure out, because people keep asking, which team would you rather face? Like neither really. They're both damn good. (laughs) And they're both, (laughs) they're both top five scoring offense and top 10. Well, I mean, like, well, I I don't know. I don't want to face either one of them. Do you give the bills any chance to lose to the Patriots in week 18? The Patriots are playing for their life again. That's worth noting. The Patriots are currently the seventh seed in the NFL playoffs, so they will be playing for their life in that final regular season game. They're just so much worse than Buffalo. Took down the the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. They're one of those scrappy teams. That, like they're what we in college football. They te- people always say, "Oh, they're a tough out." Yeah, they're a tough out. <laughs> Patriots are a tough out. They're not any good. <laughs> they're not going to do anything in the postseason if they make it. But they're not exactly the team I want to face in Week 18 with like. Serious playoff ramifications on the line. That'd be fun, by the way. The fact if, if Buffalo is to win this game tonight and then they end up losing to the Patriots week 18 and be like, you blew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you lost to the much worse team. It was all sitting in front of you. And of course, now because of the stupid games on Sunday, now I have to fear Jared Stidham more all week. Jared Stidham, the second quarterback this year to get three passing touchdowns against the 49ers. It's just Patrick Mahomes and Jared Stidham. I don't want to live. Why do you keep saying Jared Stidham's name like that? Like it's like a very disrespectful tone. Yeah, I stand by that. It's the way you enunciate Stidham. Jared's like, come on, have some respect, please. What college did you go to? Do we even know that? I don't don't know. They played the 49ers close. He went to Baylor, Cody. Big 12 guy. Yeah, come on. (laughs) So we all agree the one seat is more important. Also, he finished his college career at Auburn. So, I mean, I guess technically he went to Baylor. That's not where he played the majority of his importance. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was at Auburn. Um, yeah, Kayla, with the with the one seed with Baylor, <laughs> Baylor, not Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> uh, Buffalo. Uh, let me reset here with Buffalo <laughs> being the team that currently possesses the one seed. It makes it more important. I don't want that team to have an extra week off to get healthy, to sit on their ass and watch everybody else duke it out. And I don't want to have to go to play to Buffalo. Have yeah. you seen what Buffalo... Buffalo is not even out of this planet. I'm convinced Buffalo is like... There's some sort of... You have to like get on a rocket ship to go play there because every time I see videos of Buffalo weather, it's like sideways sleet and everything's like... Fro- it's like a frozen tundra over 10 feet of snow. 
I don't, it's like negative 20 degrees there every day. I want nothing to do with that city. There's no place on this planet I would rather not go play a football game than Buffalo, New York. And it's not even like I have this profound respect for the Bills home field advantage. It's just that that weather, that whole situation, every vibe, we want to do a vibe check on Buffalo, <laughs> negative vibes. They give up nothing but negative vibes. I want nothing to do with it. By the way, the first time my house was buried in 10 feet of snow, be like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm, I'm out of here. You guys enjoy your city. <laughs> I am out of here. I will not live in this. You <laughs> cannot make me. And I like snow fine. But the way it's all like piled up against their house, I'm like, just like a wily e. coyote human outprint to the house. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. It's like the Did day you- after tomorrow, 10 times a year in Buffalo, New York. I'll Hard say pass. Uh, the, the thing about the buy that is so intriguing to me is if I asked you, cause I think we'd all come up with pretty similar percentages. If the chiefs don't have the buy, I think a 50, 50 shot, they're playing in the AFC title game again. If the chiefs have the buy, I think a 75% chance they're playing in the AFC title game again. That is a massive percentage swing. And it's, I think it's only, I don't think I would always put it at that percentage, but this year based on the AFC playoff field, you mentioned Nick, that's it. Like, yeah. I don't want them going to Buffalo. I don't want them, you know, like, whatever. I just need Kansas City to be sitting in Kansas City for the divisional round game. Try to get one win against probably a very good team. And then, you know, play your best football in an AFC title game. I understand that it's asking a lot, but it's asking a lot less than going through three teams in the AFC right now. Here, here. All right, right we're going to move on. Um, Guys, Chris Jones finished another game, which makes it five games where he's come up with a sack in a late game situation this year. What is our main takeaway from the season he's having? Well, he's great. Um, he's going to be robbed of a sack because the ref just didn't blow the whistle. It doesn't make any sense, but he didn't. So whatever. But the my, fe- my fear a little bit. So there should be two fears. There's going to be the fan who says, oh, can he do it in a playoff game? Can he do it when it matters? That's when we need Chris Jones. My fear is that it feels like sometimes in those moments, the rest of the defense is doing what the rest of the Patriots team used to do with Tom Brady sometimes, waiting for him to win it. Go win it for us, Chris. You got it, man. We'll be fine. We'll just stay here. You guys are fine. You, you, you got it. And I feel like that I see the defense doing the LeBron James teammate game sometimes, right? They're all kind of pushing or doing a little bit, but the game-winning decisions have all been, is Chris Jones going to man up and destroy an offensive lineman today? And for a court for a third of the season this year, like you counted it five. I have the same number for that means a third of the season this year. Chris Jones has been the defining moment at the end of a game. That to me is indicating that somebody else isn't picking it up. Like I'm looking for a few more of those. I understand the offense is going to have the ball some of those times, but I get a little bit worried about the wait and see. Chris Jones is great. And I have no doubt he'll be good in the playoffs. I don't really care that anything that's happened before. He's in the middle of a great year. They're going to play in the playoffs again. And just, I'm not going to let the one sack game define him, but he's so good this year. I just feel like he can't not have an impact. Well, yeah, and I think you brought up LeBron James. So is it not fair to wonder if Chris Jones just possesses the clutch gene, Cody? Okay, sure. Have you not heard that? Well, the only problem with that is Chris Jones has played in 15 playoff games and does not have a sack. (laughs) So That's different. It's changing this year. It's changing this year. So that's a problem. No, he has the clutch gene now. He didn't have it before, but now he has. He found it this off. Oh, he like bought it. Garage sale. Yeah. He uh, JJ Watt (laughs) was retiring. He's like, hey, man, can I have yours? (laughs) I was just thinking, you know, you won't need it anymore. So that's fine. 
it's weird because again, going back to the special team stuff, if they take care of their business, I think we're talking about this defense completely differently. Yeah. If special teams doesn't basically gift the Broncos seven plus points, right? Maybe 10 points, maybe 11 points. Then the chiefs are up by 18 at the end of this game or 17 at the end of this game, instead of 10, when the Broncos are driving where Russell Wilson got his second rushing touchdown, then it's not a one score game. He scores that touchdown. It's still a 10 point game and we're still not sweating this. And Chris Jones doesn't need to get a clutch sack at the end of the game. So I think context matters when we're talking about this defense, Russell Wilson didn't have a great game. He had 5.8 yards per attempt, which is not impressive in today's NFL. Uh, the Broncos had, I still think it was around 4.6, 4.7 yards per play. That would be near the bottom of NFL offenses. And the Chiefs had four sacks. So all in all, I'm not, I didn't come away from this game thinking anything negative about the defense. I didn't feel, you know, look, the 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 main takeaway is Chris Jones is good. And that is a good thing. Chris Jones is great. That's a great thing, right? This this good news. That's good news across the board. The fact that they got four sacks again. Very good news. It just feels like in those moments when they got to have it, it is, it's still him or no one, right? Like they don't have a guy who's going to get the pick. They don't, they don't have another guy in the defensive line who seems like he's getting like in the middle of the game. It happens, right? Karloftis had a big play in the middle of the game. Dana gets consistent pressure. We've seen Carlos Dunlap had that big tip that almost got intercepted right on the second down play. There's other big plays in the game, but in the moment, and maybe this is it. Maybe we never look at defensive players the way we do offensive players. Because in offensive players, I would never argue that this is a bad thing. The Patrick Mahomes is the guy who plays the best in the big moments. Why don't the other guys step up? No, that's objectively a good thing. Great players should play great in big moments. Chris Jones plays great in big moments. I don't know why I keep looking for it because I find myself doing it. I'm like looking for the other guy to do it. Hey, man, maybe your best player shouldn't have to win the game all the time. But maybe that's just reality.